Holy crud. Holy cow. Holy crap. Now I had the time of my life. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that was going to clean its room, but then we got high. That song is so bad. It is? No, it isn't. We're thinking of, I, yeah, we're thinking of the same song. I was going to clean my room, but then I got high. Yeah, it's a crappy song. Ooh, ooh. I like it. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. It's episode number 143. Dang. Feels like a long time since we've done like a regular episode. I mean, of course it has because this is the only time we've we didn't record a whole episode for it. But even before that, when we did the uh, movie mugging, film stripping, crossover extravaganza, bonanza palooza, it's just different. Today has a different feel to it. It's like after the uh, movie mugging Halloween spectacular, and then we get back into the regularly scheduled programming. It feels like it's just been a long time since we've just done our own thing. Mm-hmm. Done our own thing. Done our own thing. It's not to say I don't like doing the other stuff, because I love it. I mean, yeah, I do too. But it's like we've always described it. It always feels good to get home on mm-hmm. after a vacation. Yep. I do have some news on uh, film stripping. Uh, I was uh, messaging Chris the other night, and uh, they may end up not doing a Scott Pilgrim episode. They, they want to, but um, they got a lot going on, you know? Uh, er- yeah. Erica's about to pop at any moment, I think. <laughs> I just told them don't worry about the Scott Pilgrim, but yeah, and that's fine. You're okay with that? Yeah, I am fine. With they that. they should at least uh, I at least want to know what they rated it, and I, and I can but, let you know. Yeah, that can be sent in text form. Yeah, but they also said that that whole getting together and doing something together it uh, may may not work. They just don't have the time for a lot of stuff right now. We may have to wait till the baby's sleeping through the night or something like that. And that's fine. So they told us to go ahead and come up with our apocalypse team and all that stuff, but I, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. I just want to tease it. It's going to come up in the future. We're going to get them on the phone or something one day. Okay. And, and we'll and have we'll some do fun that. with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you've been waiting for that, just going to have to wait a little bit longer. So just text us right as they take the baby from the room, and we'll give you a call. <laughs> They're going to be so exhausted. <sighs> yeah, I can't so imagine. <laughs> That's such a terrible idea. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, man. I'm kidding. Well, let's get into lobby time because I want to address something in there. So uh, what do you say we uh, head on out these doors and into the marble floored lobby? Sure. Well, good, because it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Okay, so last week, well, no, the week before, I brought up that I was going to give them uh, carte blanche or carte blanche yeah. to, to be on our podcast. I, I did finally look it up. I had to keep typing it because it kept coming up Kate Blanchett, so I'm just going <laughs> to let them know you have Kate Blanchett on our show. But here is the definition of carte blanche. Complete freedom to act as one wishes or thinks best. So I just call them up and say, you have uh, Kate Blanchett. And then they're just going to okay. you know, talk about whatever they want to until I decide to cut them off, like uh, do your mom. Oh. <laughs> would, are you, <laughs> would you hang up on them? I thought that was a mom-only treatment. That'd be pretty funny. 
Erica's in the middle of saying something. I'm like, boom. I mean, the fucking Team Jack. It's not literally going to change anything, like the way they feel about me or anything. You just cut her off to give like a really short, kind of rude goodbye and then hang up. I'll just tell her it was you and then see if I can bring her over to the Team Vince side. I was thinking more of like a, oh, oh, that's awesome. See ya. (laughs) Like... Like, oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Bye. Just kind of downplay whatever it was they said. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, like you weren't even really listening. You're like, hey, okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Yeah. Trail off a little bit. Very, <laughs> very cool. Oh, yeah. That's a great story. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right. Second, a couple of weeks ago, you said that uh, in the Scott Pilgrim episode that we had reached a record because you thought it was my third 100. I couldn't remember. No, I have, uh, I have nine 100s. Okay. Want me to go down them real quick? Yeah. All right. So uh, Isle of Dogs, Joker, The Shawshank Redemption, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The King of Staten Island, Mad Max Fury Road, Crybaby, Silver Linings Playbook, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I completely forgot that we did Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that mine? No. Oh, okay. I was, I was planning on playing an Indiana Jones movie. That's the best one by far. Oh, yeah, that's the first. And it doesn't have that little kid in the taxi. Short round? Is he bad or good? No, he's good. Okay, I enjoyed. I couldn't Short remember. Round. Yeah, so I didn't I just really went out on a limb. I enjoyed him more than the than the lady sidekick in the second one. I didn't. I wasn't. Oh, really, she different. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and she's very fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, Andy! Oh, this elephant smells bad. Let me let me spray some perfume so, on it. Okay, so they just changed it from cool, independent lady who also explores to damsel in distress, and he's a hero. Mm, kinda. I don't know. That I, I wouldn't have sense for a sequel. Yeah. And then Sean Connery was in the third one. So Sean Connery, much better than her. I don't remember who Sean Connery is. I picture that uh, that Busey guy. No. God. The old one. Because I, uh. I feel like whenever he says <laughs> S's, it's an S-H. And automatically Sean is an S-H. I just picture him saying Sean Connery. Sang. That's not how Gary Busey talks. I don't know how he talks, but he looks like a, a fucking... <laughs> he looks like a zombie who's just started decaying. Yeah. Like, he's got the little strands, like the golem hair <laughs> and the unaligned jaw. It looks like he's been doing, like, the donkey chew on some flesh. <laughs> that would have just fucking ruined Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just, uh, the whole Indiana Jones series would have just been ruined by one episode with Gary Busey. And unless they opened up the sarcophagus and he came out of it, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> then it would have been better. Yeah, that would have been pretty and fucking he's scary. he's like chasing them with like one arm yep. like this and the other straight out, the yeah. classic zombie. No makeup needed. <laughs> yeah, he's just in like a suit. Yeah. And just, he's the shot. boulder rolls over him. I'm here for makeup and hair. Now nah, you're good. <laughs> What is wrong with him? Uh, you know, he has, uh, he had to get a mouth transplant with a horse. But other than that, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think his lips fell off and so his teeth are always showing. <laughs> They're like all like his, where his lips used to be, like all curled up in there and all dry. And they had the, the lines on them. <laughs> oh, Gary. <laughs> so I have nine 100s. How many do you think you have? Like 32. Well, I think you would have had 32, but a lot of the episodes that we had to uh, scrap, you gave 100s to. Um, This one Erica would be happy about. Day After Tomorrow, you gave it a 100. Yeah, that was a good one. Then we had Animal House, you gave it a 100. And Hellboy 2019, you also gave a 100. I did. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That says 15. Nice try, asshole. (laughs) So you have 26. Okay. 
100s. You want me to go down the list real quick of all the 100s? I'll, I'm sure there'll be a couple I forgot about. All right, Not so, Road Trip. You bring that up basically every other day. Isle of Dogs, Joker, The Shawshank Redemption, Moulin Rouge, The Blues Brothers, It Follows, Straight Out of Compton, Gangs of New York, Cabin in the Woods, The Matrix, Jojo Rabbit, Almost Famous, Smokey and the Bandit, Knives Out, Interstellar, Road Trip, The King of Staten Island, Mad Max Fury Road, Inside Out, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Silver Linings Playbook, Rear Window, The Man from Nowhere, Equilibrium, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and Guns Akimbo. I wonder how many of those, if I watched it again, <laughs> would not be a 100. Most of those were good movies. I mean, yeah. I think all of those were good movies. I don't remember Smokey and the Bandit really at all. I just remember there was the one guy in the the big truck, and then there was Smokey and that one chick, and then the the cop who was awesome. But that was it. The cop was Smokey. Smokey and that one chick. Oh yeah, the bandit. Come I mean. on, man. I meant that shows how much I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the bandit was that one guy from uh, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and then the lady was some lady I'd seen before. Forrest Gump's mom, Sally Fields. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only characters, really. There's four characters in that movie. No, there's the sheriff's dimwit son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. So today is a very special episode. We had one of our uh, super fans reach out to us, Eric from California. Super fan. Uh-huh. And he said his birthday is coming up. It's January 10th. I don't know when this releases. I think this releases... Um... Around there. Yeah, around there. Oh, it releases on the 9th. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you talking about our super fan? No. So he reached out to me and said, uh, it'd be cool. My birthday's coming up and gave me a list of movies to choose from and said, uh, hang on. Gave me a list of movies to choose from. (laughs) uh, Happy birthday, Eric. Is that how that goes? Yeah. This smell. (laughs) Damn you, man. I mean, the fan is not on. So that's, you know, it's not something that we would normally do for people. You know, he without... put his sticker on a car. Exactly. He put a movie mug and sticker on his car that's window. That's commitment. That's it is a, commitment. you got to work to get that thing off. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't know a whole lot about Eric, other than he's a really kick-ass dude. Uh, we're, we're about to see if he's a massive dick. What, as far as the movie he picks? Yeah. Eric's not a massive dick. But, but I'm glad you brought that up, because I decided, you know what? What is the meaning of Eric? Where did the name Eric come from? What does the name Eric mean? And so I did a little research, Jack, and, and here's Why? what I found out. That's what I do. So the name Eric is Scandinavian from the <laughs> Old Norse meaning ever or always. It also means ruler. And this one says the name means brave ruler and ever powerful. But then I started thinking, you know what? Let's see what Urban Dictionary has to say about Eric. I was about to ask you, go on Urban Dictionary mm-hmm. or tell you to go on Urban Dictionary because... If you're alive and you haven't looked up your name on Urban Dictionary, what are you doing? It's always funny. So what I found is a bunch of Eric's that wrote their own shit about themselves oh. and, a, and a bunch of Eric haters who wrote shit about them also. So Every I'm, single one I've seen is like, Jack is the most badass, handsome, popular guy, massive dick, like things like that where it's like, <laughs> damn, every Jack is like the best guy on earth. So, Eric, I want to know which one of these describes you. The Eric is when you pretend to be shy and super sweet, nice, and genuine guy. Then, as soon as you pump a misguided bitch full of your jizz, (laughs) you change your phone number and email address. Mm. Eric is an extremely sexy and perfect man. 
He has gorgeous eyes and incredible personality, shy at first, funny as hell once you get to know him, very caring and wondrously intelligent, easy to get along with, sexy body. <laughs> the best in bed, turns you on without even trying, has an underlying sex appeal that he's unaware of. He's very handsome and mysterious. He loves to cuddle. He's very loving and knows how to make you feel like the most important person in the whole world with just one look. Interesting. He's a very rare species of male, one of a kind. To me, that's that's like like the nice, the self-proclaimed nice guys, the like involuntary celibate guys, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I feel like he got denied on Tinder and then wrote that. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Eric is a fuckboy or playboy. He has a long <laughs> dick with pubes. With pubes. How about that? Wow. Also owns expensive clothes, shoes, and games, is a real man and pulls all the girls. Likes big ass and titties. Also beats his meat and is really intelligent. <laughs> I think those two go hand in hand, don't you? Definitely. The more you beat your meat, the smarter you get. post not clarity. Uh-huh. He gets awarded a lot and has many kids. He's a gamer and an athlete. He likes females. Is also a pervert and gets horny. Also is talented, skilled, muscular, and is a real man. <laughs> what the fuck? They fit so many words into the last two sentences. I know. And it got oddly specific. It's like a college paper I'm writing where there has to be like a certain <laughs> amount of yeah. words. Like talented, skilled, muscular, very, 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 very hot. Uh, we got Eric is a badass mofo who is the Iron Chef of Pounding Vag. <laughs> Iron Chef, I like that one. All the women want him. He has 11 and a half inches. I don't know what. It doesn't uh, It doesn't specify. specify no. He's a badass drinker who will kill your bitch ass if you fuck with him. His friends are badass, to which is badass, badass. Okay. Couple more. Eric is a clueless douche who doesn't realize that he's hurting a girl's feelings. <laughs> I wonder who wrote this. Feels bad when a girl likes him and he doesn't like them back, so he continues to make the girl think he's into her. Leads the girl on and continues to talk to her, but tells his friends what a weirdo she is. I think that's written by an eighth grader. Yeah. And lastly, Eric is a freaky, weird teenage boy with an oddly shaped head and does drugs who's secretly gay and is so desperate for a girlfriend he stalks anyone he talks to and sends creepy messages to every girl on Facebook and blows kisses to their buses. Generally good at Guitar Hero. (laughs) There was no period in that. I think... I, I love the ending. Generally good at Guitar Hero. I like. Uh, I think that that was also written by an eighth grader, but it was Eric's friend. <laughs> oh man, no comma, no period. All right, so Eric, I want to know which one of those describes you. I'm going to go with uh, the Eric who's pretends to be super shy, and then he he pumps a misguided bitch <laughs> full of jizz, and then changes his phone number and email because that's a movie mug and super fan. If I ever, if I ever could describe one. <laughs> yeah, to be able to pull off the Jason Bourne, the cut and dye your hair kind of uh-huh. thing, <laughs> and then head out of town and start a new life. He's got a drawer full of passports. He has many jobs lined up mm-hmm. where he can just show up and start working all over the country. Different currencies, <laughs> just millions of dollars. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one, it Probably be the Iron Chef of Vag Pounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I change my answer? No, I picked it already. All right. And finally. Hey, Eric. Happy birthday. This is from the boys over at Movie Muggin Podcast. This is for you. Enjoy. She couldn't even hold it in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hadn't heard that yet. It about cut her off, didn't it? I was thinking earlier, whenever you're talking about his birthday, I was like, didn't we like... 
Sent 10 bucks to that lady again. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then, well, yes, we did. The sound quality of it was just nice. It was good. And if you didn't notice, listen in. I think she does have to kind of talk a little bit faster at the end because <laughs> it's, it's she can't hold it back. Hey, Eric. Happy birthday. This is from the boys over at Movie Muggin Podcast. This is for you. Enjoy. Right as she starts farting, she's still not done talking. <laughs> That's an awesome fart. Then she said, enjoy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. Yeah. That fart's going to be uh, on the soundboard before you know it. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amy. You might have to pay extra for that one. You know what? She hooks us up. We're uh, we're a third-time customer. Yeah. She needs to give us one of those little punch cards. Like, every time we, we pay award? her. We, we get one free fart after, like, uh, 15. That's $150. That's a lot. But over the course of this podcast, however long it lasts, let's just say this thing lasts another five years. Mm-hmm. You're saying that we don't have 12 more in us? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we do. Mm-hmm. It's more, do we have 12 more, in, or do you have 12 more than you? <laughs> You're the one who, hey, hey, Jack, <laughs> I want this to pop up on uh, the bank account, so <laughs> go ahead and get on the movie mugging cash app. Yep. You're going to give $10 to Amy underscore fart 69, Yep. and this is what you're going to write to tell her to say. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's about time you <laughs> contribute to this mission. podcast. Huh? It's like a secret mission. Well, yeah. Mom's downstairs. You're talking quiet. I know. It's not like I hide things from my wife. It's just when it comes to this podcast, sometimes <laughs> I'll say, oh, here's what we did one time. She'd be like, no, no, don't do that. You shouldn't have done that. But this then, is so I not just, even like that bad. So I just quit telling her. You know? All right, you ready to get to the movie? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie that Eric picked. All right, so this movie came out in 2011. It's rated PG-13. It is one hour and 47 minutes, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% of Google users like this movie. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. There's 10 uses of shit. Five assholes are uttered by a 13-year-old. 10 uses of shit. 14 uses of asshole, two uses of crap, two uses of fuck, and one use of the middle finger. Two uses of crap? Mm-hmm. Why is that written down? Uh, it's the Mormon mothers, man. I mean, crap, I wasn't allowed to say it for a long time. And my sister told me, just start saying it. What are they going to do? <laughs> and so I started saying it, and y'all got on to me the first couple times. But <laughs> after a while, I was just, I wanted to be able to say crap so bad. I was tired of saying, holy crud. Holy cow, holy crap, and then eventually holy shit and holy fuck. Those are the best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, this movie is called Crazy Stupid Love. I've heard of that. Is is it a rom-com? Well, I'm glad you asked that, because... What's this movie about? I really want to know what you think it's about. Well... I kind of picture it to be, if there's a 13-year-old in it, it's already different from the movie. I picture it to be similar to. But just based off of title, um, I think of Silver Linings Playbook, just some sort of like really immersive, a very immersive kind of rom-com story. Like You know, like you get really invested in Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting, I would expect the same thing, but it's dysfunctional because of the crazy and stupid are in there. So there's dumb mistakes, just like every rom-com. I just, I just kind of generic-ish rom-com. 
but with a 13 year old that has a potty mouth. Okay. Why do you think it's a rom com? It's called Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. And I know it's not going to be about fucking racing cars. <laughs> I know it's not a horror movie. All right. So I've seen this movie once. It has some pretty heavy hitters in there. Lots of familiar faces oh. that you're going to be like, oh, oh, I'm, wow. And it has one person in there that I think you might be surprised. And you know what? I didn't even know it was that person until I was looking up information for it this time. So they're disguised. No, they're not disguised. I just did not recognize them. So they're older. So we'll see if you can recognize the person that I'm talking about. Okay. And it's someone I definitely know? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2011's Crazy Stupid Love. Yep. This is going to be an interesting episode. Yes, it is. I have never seen you more uncomfortable in a movie and watched you go through more emotions than you did during this movie. Um, From pissed off to happy to uh, so uncomfortable you couldn't even look at the screen. So let's not give anyone the wrong idea. Okay. I uh, Yes, there was emotions, <laughs> but I think there has never been a movie that I have been from... The highest high to this lowest low. Like, if I wasn't invested, I would have turned this movie off. Yeah? Yeah, because it was it got horrible at the end. I, you know me in movie endings. I do. And as it was winding down, it had me wishing death upon every character in the movie. <laughs> and that's, Even the little girl? That's not Come a... I, yeah, she's rude as hell to her dad. Her dad's talking to her, bye, honey, I'll be back, and she's just dancing at the TV. Should have pushed her over the balcony. <laughs> Not really. Well, I'm just surprised out of, uh, well, man, if you're... There's a lot of people. If you're going movie. off on her, I can just imagine I mean, what you have saved for Cal. And I only went off on her because you were like, even the little girl? So, yeah, I'll make an argument for that. Oh, boy. All right, just for the, the new listeners, um, yeah, Jack goes there. But, I don't. But, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't mean that shit. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was giving you a face there, but no. If I, if yeah. if any of these people are in front of me, I would not wish death upon them. Jack has very dark humor, and he works blue. So please uh, save your Instagram comments for <laughs> somebody else. That goes out to you, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. How's my boot taste? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Wow. Uh, let me give it the 50 cent tour. This movie had layers and layers and layers. Yeah. Um, more depth than Gladiator. Okay. I, I know this had, this movie had more depth than most movies. And you, and you said it was going to be an immersive rom-com. And it was. It was well, very immersive. There was calm parts. Yeah. It started rom dying parts. towards the end. Okay. Well, let's not... Uh, Once it became predictable. I mean, look, you, you knew... <laughs> That in the end, things were going to be okay. I mean... But, they went a very roundabout way of getting there, though. But with I, lots of well, missing dialogue. Let, let's let's talk about the ending here in a little bit. Um, 50 Cent Tour might, might be a 75 Cent Tour. So this movie <laughs> is about a couple... Well, let me just throw out the cast real quick. Because this was a fucking all-star cast. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Including someone specific. So Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, Marissa Tomei, that was the crazy teacher. 
that was Pete Davidson's mom in King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, it totally was. Uh-huh. Kevin Bacon and Jonah Bobo. Yep, Danny from Zathura. Danny from Zathura, my nemesis. Somehow he was harder to look at in this movie than the other My one. nemesis was in this movie, but I'll get to that shortly. Yeah, so a fucking all-star cast. So this movie is about Steve Carell and his wife, and they've been married 25 years, and one night they're out at dinner, and uh, they can't decide what they want, and he's like, let's count to three, and he says creme brulee, and she says a divorce. What a bitch. Yeah, so they're driving home. She's like, I slept with uh, David Lynn. Yeah, I'm the same Lundergardner. Lynn from, Hagen, I think. Yeah, I just Lundergard. think Lundergard from Fargo. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I slept with him. He's like, please stop talking. No, yeah, it didn't mean, please stop talking or I'm going to get out. And he just fucking opens the door and rolls out of the car okay. while it's moving. Eventually, he uh, is drowning his sorrows, as many people do in movies. And he's at a bar and he's just being just... Talking to himself. And yeah. my wife cheated on me yeah. with Lundegaard. So then you have Ryan Gosling, who, I mean, gosh, that fucking dude. He was good looking. Whew. Heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. Dick throb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's just at this bar, and he's just cleaning up on a nightly basis. He's just picking up different women and just taking them home. And he really comes off as kind of abrasive in a way. He just yeah. basically sits down and basically tells the woman in no uncertain terms, yeah, you're going home, I'm going to bang you tonight. It's just like his he's, his game is so refined that it either works perfectly or like on Emma Stone, it didn't work. It, it made me really uneasy the way that he talked to ladies. And I, I really yeah. had a really hard time with that. But of course you were supposed to. It also, like that only works on the boneheads. Well, if you look like Ryan Gosling, it might work on probably 90% of... If you have an ounce of self-respect and a decent brain in your head, you're never going to do that. Unless you're like at your lowest low, you know? I mean, I have an ounce of self-respect. I think it would have worked on me. All right, so Steve Carell is just uh, drowning his sorrows, and um, Ryan Gosling notices him, and he feels sorry for him. He calls him over, and he's like, hey, I'm going to fix you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it to where your wife rues the day mm-hmm. that she lets you go. And so he takes him out shopping. It's kind of one of those, I, I think it's been done in movies a lot before. I, I'm, I'm thinking of My Fair Lady. I, I, I did turn it off, but I kind of know what it's about. They kind of <laughs> take this, this lady who's not proper and they make her proper. Well, Ryan Gosling is turning Steve Carell, who's wearing his New Balance and baggy jeans. The grandpa barbecue in New yeah, Balance. exactly. By the way. And takes him out and gets him a new wardrobe and, and basically is turning him into an older version of himself mm-hmm. to, to pick up women. And he does. He does. Somehow. Well, the first time he hits on a lady, he, he tries the Ryan Gosling thing. Ryan Gosling, what the fuck, man? A lady would say something, he'd be like, no, boring. You, no, you got to tell me something a little more interesting than that. You're boring me. Stop. Boring. And so Steve Carell, and it worked. I understand that, yeah. And so Steve Carell is trying that with Marissa Tomei, and she's finally like, no, nah, fuck, I'm out of here. And he's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. My wife just left me, and I'm really sweating really bad, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're cute and sexy, and he takes Honesty her home. Honesty made her want to explode with uh-huh. him. And I think she did. I think Probably, she did. Probably, yeah. But then after he scored with her, then you have the scene where he's walking into the bar in slow motion mm-hmm. and just looking dapper as fuck. And the girls are all looking uh-huh. at him. Then it goes through a montage of him taking girls home. Yep. All this time, though, he's really missing his wife mm-hmm. and and still loves her. And 
they meet up at the school to talk about their son who had cussed in class and, and they're having a great conversation. It seems like they're, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's hope that they get back together. And then the teacher turns out to be the Marissa Tomei who Which he yeah. never called her back. <laughs> yeah. So she's real mad. Yeah, so that was over. Just fast forward, Ryan Gosling had hit on Emma Stone at the first, and she was not having it. She yeah. was like, nope. But then later on, she was with a guy. And uh, she thought he was going to propose. He didn't. So she's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. She slammed a, a bunch of gin and uh, ran in the rain and just grabbed Ryan Gosling is like, take me home. Mm-hmm. But then when they got there, I love her, man. I loved her character. She me was too. so quirky and funny. And she was kind of calling the shots. And he wasn't used to that. She was just something that he was not used to. And she didn't put him in his place. But she unlocked a different side of him that I don't think he knew was there. Like he'd been this cold guy because his dad died and his, um, and he was too soft and his mom, mom bossed him around. Yeah, his mom was a bitch, and so he just kind of became this hard womanizer. And she just fucking melted that cold exterior, kind of like uh, the the Winter Warlock in uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town when they gave him a choo choo train. I don't remember that. Oh, somebody does. Thank God. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other. Do, 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 do. Remember, he used to be this mean fucking crazy wizard. And then they gave him a choo-choo train and he started crying. <laughs> and then all the ice melted and he was like, oh, a choo-choo train. I'm nice now. No. Okay. Well, he became like his defenses fell, his offenses fell, <laughs> and he fell madly in love with her. And he basically became the Winter Warlock. No, the Winter Warlock was bad. But became good. Just yeah. like him. Oh, that's a great analogy, Jack. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I can't believe you didn't get it at first. I didn't. Especially I didn't. since you'd said it like three times right before. Well, the Winter Warlock was more the bad side. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's not talk about those fucking I don't claymation puppeteer bullshit. Maybe he was more of the heat miser. Or like Mr. What White Christmas? He's Mr. I never heat saw that one. Miser. He's Mr. Sun. <laughs> So they fall in love. Uh, meanwhile, Steve Carell is, uh, God, there, there's so many layers. Steve Carell's wanting to get his wife back. Turns out the babysitter's in love with Steve Carell, but Steve Carell's son is in love with the babysitter. Yep. The babysitter really wants Steve Carell, so she takes some some nude photos and is going to give them to him. Parents find it, go over to Steve Carell's house while Steve Carell has this big thing going on where he's going to woo his wife back. Yeah. Ryan Gosling shows up there with... Steve Carell's daughter is and Emma Stone. They had talked before. Ryan Gosling's like, I met a girl. Mm-hmm. Like that, she. I really like her. They show up. Steve's pissed because oh, that guy fucked a bunch of ladies. Yeah, he's a womanizer. He's. They're great friends. They are great friends at this point. If a great friend tells you they've changed, do you listen? Nah, not when it's your daughter, though. You've seen this guy, and dude, look at yourself. But you just fucked nine women in like fucking seven nights, right? You did, but... Oh, but you have an excuse. You were sad. Ryan Gosling's life was shit before Ryan Gosling was daughter. a fucking predator, basically. And now he's with your daughter. Oh, yeah, he's, he, I've changed. It's been okay. two weeks. You you are seeing it... You, yes, he was a predator to us. Obviously, uh, Steve Carell didn't see it that way because he employed... He wanted to employ the same things, and he was fine with that. 
So, all right, yeah, they're, all right. they're mad. Well, they want to fight. and Or no, Steve Carell wants to fight him because at this point he changes his character model completely. We're coming back to this. He goes from fun-loving to on the death list for this movie uh, in this scene. Then the babysitter's dad comes over and is like, you're, you're a pedophile, you're a sick man. How would you open your damn ears and stop looking at your 17-year-old daughter's nudes? Yeah, he looked at those for a long He's time. Like, oh, better look at each one as well. Like, if they weren't in the room, he'd be making photocopies. I know. If, if my wife handed me that, I would I'd throw it on the you, floor immediately, as as and I'd be, who do I need to kill? Yeah, but if your sister's like, Daddy, wait, hold on, or your daughter, you listen, right? I don't know. And you'll I, be I, blinded by rage, but yeah. like if she's like, like what if, if my sister did that, uh, did what um, the daughter in this movie did, like trying to stop you, you surely would have listened. Anyone with an ounce of yeah humanity would have listened. Like that's like you don't brush that off. You need context on this situation before you go kill somebody <laughs> yeah. that was innocent, and you go to jail for the rest of your fucking life. So he goes there. It all and, came to a head. And then Lundegaard shows up. He's like, oh. Kevin uh, Bacon. It's like, you left your sweater in my car the other night. And so there's four people fighting, and then the cops show up. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, it was the perfect storm of this is really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. So Steve Carell's son's heart was broken because then he found out the babysitter loved his dad, mm-hmm. and he loved the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And he's a little freak. He needed to stop. <sighs> Also, your thir- every 13-year-old boy knows that even, like, scoring with a 15-year-old girl would be not possible. Dude, but there are... 17-year-old. There are 14-year-old boys who sleep with their teachers, so you can just stop right there. Well, that's because those teachers are pedophiles. Well, And that's okay. what they want. Okay. But there is just, like, it's most of the time, regular people... A 17-year-old sees a 13-year-old as a small child. A 13-year-old sees a 17-year-old as an adult. Yes? That, I don't that know about love, adult. That, I mean, if I if you took 13-year-old me to a high school, I would have been oogling and ogling like, dang. Right, yeah. Like, look at all these fucking things I can't get. <laughs> right? True. It's... Yeah, that's not how that works. Okay, but it's, it's okay. Especially with him. It's okay to wish. It's okay to want to. But he is a he pushed way too hard. He did push hard. He spent like a week building this like stage <laughs> so he could profess his love for her in front of a bunch of people, which is don't do that. And he put a painted a scarlet J on his chest because her name was Jessica or whatever. Yeah. Hey, nobody ever said 13 year olds are smart. He should be escorted to the edge of the earth and dropped off. If you if you're doing that, I so I don't have to see it. I hated that. Nobody said thirteen year olds were smart. He was just trying. He was to, especially dumb. Anyway, in the end, uh, it looks like everything worked out somehow. Yeah. All right. Let me see what the internet has to say. Cal Weaver, played by Steve Carell, is living the American dream. He has a good job, a beautiful house, great children, and a beautiful wife named Emily, played by Julianne Moore. Cal's seemingly perfectly life unravels, however, when he learns that Emily has been unfaithful and wants a divorce. Over 40 and suddenly single, Cal is adrift in the fickle world of dating. Enter Jacob Palmer, played by Ryan Gosling, a self-styled player who takes Cal under his wing and teaches him how to be a hit with the ladies. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Where would you like to go, Jack? Eventually, we'll get to the point where I'm saying this would make a great R movie. 
Okay. I don't even know if I want to go there, but but let me I'll keep it lighter, I guess, let, for you. Let and for Eric. Let me let me get uh, back to this real quick. You had a really hard time with Steve Carell having a big problem with Ryan Gosling dating his daughter. Yes, I did. You felt that just because Ryan Gosling said I've changed that Steve Carell should have been just like, okay, my daughter's completely yours. They were great friends. They were great friends. He should have listened to him. But when it's his daughter, uh, who he raised from a little girl, taught her how to ride a bike. Then you would really want to listen to the guy she's dating and going to continue dating. But it's the the guy who you've seen just objectify women (sighs) and just use them. Over yes. and over and yes. over, and the way he talks to and them. And you decided that that was okay. <laughs> you, and, but then your you, daughter enters, so then you become a different character, whatever. Would you, I don't have a daughter, so I don't exactly. get it. Exactly. But this is, they are great friends. It could have been months. You keep saying they were, great. They, they were literally for weeks, and you don't call a, fr- like a eh, friend. I found a new girl, man. I, I think I'm in love with her. Like you want to go like get a beer and we can talk about me loving this girl, and you don't tell a eh, friend about your divorce and all of that. Like they spent a lot of time together. Yeah, and I think Ryan Gosling kind of let him play the father figure. Yeah, I think he kind of exactly. Yeah, they, they they became their that was their everyday routine. They needed each other. They hung out every day for a minimum of like what a couple weeks at least in this movie maybe seemingly and so like yeah they they went from like some friends you're you're not great friends with for a long time but in situations like that where you're both hollow people and you get together and you see each other every day for many days like it you just kind of skip steps that's how that goes but yeah, I think he should have at least opened an ear to him whenever, like, he, he wanted nothing to do with him. Just talk to him. So many things in this movie could have been solved if they would just say correct things. I think there were just way too many emotions that all these characters had going on for any kind of regular sit-down conversations to, to happen. I You know, Steve Carell was in a bad place. You know, at that point, he didn't see him as a friend. At that point, he saw them as the the slimy guy who just uses women and just just keeps putting notches in his bedpost. Yeah, but also... With his daughter. That's evidence in itself. He didn't have a girlfriend ever. He, they, they were one and done trying to fill the void. Yeah. And then he's, oh, he's dating someone? Oh, he's she. he, he really, really likes her? And he's so excited to talk to you about it that he invites you, like, hey, let's go grab a beer this Friday, whatever. That's showing change in itself. So to me, it was so so obvious that Steve Carell should just not be a terrible fucking character. I just, as a father, I totally get it. And I need you to see my side and just ignore your side because it's wrong. Okay. All right, moving. That's what Steve Carell (laughs) did to Ryan Gosling, just saying. And also, like, shame on you. You need to break up. Bitch, your daughter's like 26. I said God complex earlier this episode. I'm going to say it again. Who the fuck do you think you are? Again. You can't do that. Emotions. Emotions. <laughs> He's it was just so ridiculous. I that know, whole scene I, ruined him I, for I th- me. I think that Steve Carell probably should have said, hey, 
can we go grab lunch tomorrow? And then just sit down and tell Emma Stone, look, here's what I've witnessed this guy doing yeah. for weeks and weeks and weeks. But she already knows. She already knows. And they, they could have had that conversation. And yeah, you're right. You're right. So many just walls got but then put it up where they... Sh- but then it would have been a bad movie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it would have saved me from hating multiple characters. So when Emma Stone went home with Ryan Gosling... I love that whole scene. That that was great. Her awkwardness and just her... She was drunk enough to be so upfront about everything. Uh-huh. But she was giddy and nervous and just all these emotions. It was just fantastic. But she's like, okay, so what's your move? And uh, he's <laughs> like, I got lots of moves. She's like, what's your big move? And he's like, uh, well, you know, from Dirty Dancing, the scene where she runs and uh, Patrick Swayze holds her up in the air. He's like, I do that. I and, don't remember that either. Well, you've never seen Dirty Dancing. Oh, we watched Footloose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This whole time, no. I was like, I don't remember no, that. No, it wasn't. Well, I, you know, when I get a girl here and I angry dance and I pull my pants up real tight so you can see my moose knuckle and and I beat the fuck out of some people in the parking lot and then we fuck. Yeah. So he he said I I I can hold the girls up like that and then uh, they all sleep with me and, and it works every single time. And you said, well, that, that move wouldn't work on me. <laughs> no, no. You did say that. No, because I wrote it down. Because I was quoting uh, Emma Stone. Because, like, right afterward, she, she was like, that won't work on me. They do it, and then she wants to fuck. And I, so I referenced her, like, oh, yeah, right. I just imagined you running no, towards that Ryan would Gosling. Work on me. If he could like, pick me up and set me down like that, I'll open yeah. these cheeks. Hey, it's. <laughs> You'll open them? What Spread exactly them, does whatever. that mean? You put your hands back there and just kind of open them up? Yeah, lean on the bed and <laughs> hit that motion. Now I had the time of my life. <laughs> I'd tell him to change the song. I mean, as soon as he took his shirt off. Yeah, he didn't even look like he had underwear on. No. His, like, he had his pants down low. Yeah. That's one of the best looking bodies I've ever seen when you yeah. took shirt off. Yeah, definitely. I was like fanning myself. <laughs> and I'm a happily married man. All right, let's pause here for just a second since uh, this is Eric's birthday. And uh, Eric has sent in a couple of uh, Ask Jacks. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just never know what it's going to be. Like a DJ. I was thinking you think you're hot shit over there. The more times you press it before you let it play, the cooler you are. Do you like the look on my face when I do it to you? <laughs> you, are, you are so happy with yourself. <sighs> with that whole Thanks, man. All right. You got to cut out at least all of those. That's so bad. <laughs> all right, Jack. If you could start a secret society, what would it be and why? Oh, oh, that is a hard question. I don't know. Like, I've never, and it'd probably end up being one of those Manson things where everyone worships me. That'd be pretty nice. And honestly, I don't know what else. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to do something like QAnon where they just spread misinformation to everybody uh, and trick stupid people. I would want to trick stupid people into worshiping me and doing things for me like what kind of things 
Well, I mean, I'd probably have like the the hot chick Manson family thing going. And if Manson could do it looking the way he did, I probably can too. But I don't know what like the basis of my cult would be. <laughs> like I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't claim to be the second coming or whatever. I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be David Koresh? No. And I wouldn't make people all kill themselves with Kool-Aid. I don't think that sounds very fun. Yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd have to trick. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I feel like all cults are uh, somehow religiously connected. Are there some good cults out there, though, that just have a good time? It's called cult for a reason. If it's good, then it's called a group. Let's see the definition of cult real quick. (laughs) Not good. There's no way there's any sort of positive connotation to cult. Cult. (laughs) A system of religious... veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object or a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister (laughs) or a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. Yeah. So cults are not good. Yeah, I guess not. Well, so he said secret society and you're all, you're all of a sudden taking it to a cult. A secret society could just be then like. What is a secret society? I mean, it's a secret. It could be whatever you want My to. My cult's a secret. Y'all just get together. The hot chicks. You get together and you like wear robes and masturbate together and watch. Uh, I'm I don't good know. on that. I, you Robe, know, sure. It's, it's just a secret society. You can g- get together with your group and do whatever you want to. I'm tentative to add this to my list of duties for my like servants or whatever. Your um, cult members? My serfs. I think that's a word for that. I don't think it is, but... I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's not, but carry on. Oh, my God. Don't you fucking take time to look anything up. Damn it, Jack. I think it's surf with an E. Because I feel like I got to entertain now. A surf, an agricultural laborer bound under the feudal system to work on his lord's estate. Okay. Some sort of. Wow, you remembered something from high school. I think that's probably middle, but whatever. I kind of remember it now, too. Um, I'd be very tentative to add this because I, I uh, haven't experienced this yet myself. You're very tentative to answer the fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're interrupting me and it's making it take longer. But I am very tentative. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, group sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be cool? Um, describe the group. Um, I don't really know. Like, to me, like, group sex is just like a nicer <laughs> way of saying orgy. So I feel like just a hot room full of people and like all steamy and foggy in there. Just a bunch of fucking going on? Yeah. But it's like, I don't know if I really... <laughs> Do you want to be in the same room with other people fucking? No, but maybe I'll have like a one-way mirror. I can like watch... What? Watch my surfs fuck it out. You want to you wanna get a no, cult and then watch them fuck? I, that would just... No, no, no. no. That, that was a joke. Tentatively, that's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> But like tentatively, guys, I'm we're gonna fuck. To okay, think. I want everybody to fuck. Tentatively, I'm gonna watch you fuck. Shut up, I, you're my surf. I'm just trying to think of what is cool things that a cult could do. I mean, and orgies are pretty cool. Than like having an orgy, like you get back from your sacrifice, like at dawn, and you <laughs> then you all strip naked, RJ. and you all fuck in the, like the picnic area. You know, when when I was a teenager and stuff, we always felt like, wouldn't an orgy be cool? No. But it, it wouldn't, would it? It would smell like shit, for one. <laughs> Actually smell like dog shit. Well, that's a different kind of orgy, I think. 
You're, what you're kind getting of orgy? In, I'm not thinking of like, okay, there's mattresses all perfect. You're talking about people out. shitting on each other or something. No, I'm right, talking orgies about orgies don't like, smell like shit. Like a group of like 60 people in one room. 60? Not like not a room like this. You can't even. You might be able to fit. 60 That's a big fucking orgy. Sixty, it's like my thirty cult. couples. My fucking. whole cult. Your whole cult is fucking. The, no, none of them who, are. None of them are really couples. Who's guarding all, the castle? We all share each other. Who's guarding the castle while this I is don't going on? The castle. The compound. I don't live in fucking Slovenia. You're gonna have a bunch of people in your cult that look like the the ladies from Midsummer hanging around. I don't or remember they, what they looked like. The old ladies who no, were watching them fuck? They're going to be like uh, from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're going to be like those those ones. So the, the crackhead dude. Not, be no, one. he's not invited. Okay. Brad Pitt's invited. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch him fuck. Yeah? I'd be like, go Brad, fucker, Brad. <laughs> Great Brad, job, Brad. Fucker. It's like Bruno. He went to the swingers party and he's like, very good job. You know, back in the seventies, <laughs> like making eye contact with the guy, like you're <laughs> keep fucking her. You're doing great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> back in the seventies, they had what was called key parties, and you would put your keys in like a fishbowl. No, yeah, and then you would go and you would grab a key and you had to fuck whoever that key belonged to. <laughs> so it was like a swingers party. Yeah, but you, what you knew like- what you were going into, and you had to be okay with the odds. But it would kind of be like playing old maid, I would think. Yeah, that's what I couldn't think of a good way to say it. Like, like you got old Miss Crabapple. Hey, Miss Crabapple like, was good looking in the little rascals. Yeah, but I just was trying to think of a nasty last name. Well, it's not Crabapple. <sighs> then what? Miss Tentatively. I'm tentative to continue this right um, now. How about um, what, what's the, what's the lady from Harry Potter? What's her name? Umbridge? Yeah. How about uh, Umbridge? There you go. Yeah, like if she's in the room, are you grabbing a key? I would not fuck Miss Umbridge <laughs> because I fucking hate her. I <laughs> she, fucking hate she her. She does an amazing job. I know, but I hate her. You hated her in the books. I never even finished the books. Oh, man. Yeah. And then she's they awful. chose a, they casted that entire oh, movie perfect. They really did. They did. All a the good way job. down to Crab and Mole or whatever the other one's name was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Your cult's going to have some orgies. Yeah, we'll some, do. Some group sex. Group sex, uh, but the, everyone's going to have to, it's required you shower right before, and uh, I, I, mean, I feel like testing everyone for STDs regularly would be very annoying, but I'm not trying to- Roll those dice, man. I'm not man. trying to get the clap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Once the news finally finds you guys, it'll be, you'll be known as the gonorrhea cult. <laughs> gonorrhea group or the <laughs> chlamydia cult. Gosh. The Syphilis Secret Society. I, I can't help but just picturing group sex being in the same room where 30 couples are fucking. Some are <laughs> going to be done really, really quick, and then they're just going to be like, what, just watching or, you know? I don't know. I, I just, it's weird. I Like, I don't I, I, ever all want... All the guys I have are going to be instant round tours. What does that mean? They stay hard after they come, oh, no. and they can go again. Instant round tour. Why did I ask? I mean, I, you, I thought it was very self-explanatory. Nope, nope. An instant round tour? I've just never heard it called that. I just... Could you do it? Could you... I wouldn't want to. Could you be in an orgy where you fuck one person, and then you kind of you kind of wait for another couple to get done, then uh, he's like, finished over here, and y'all just kind of 
swap and you go and, and fuck the other person. Oh. Isn't that I mean, what an orgy is? Like an you orgy just, is like, I'll look up the exact definition. Like you just go in and you're like, all right, I'm going to fuck you. And then uh, and then when that's done, you're like, you're finishing and then you're looking and you notice a, um, somebody giving you the eye. So you're like, okay, I'm next. And I don't. Like okay. a video game, you put your quarters by them and you're just I, like, I when I'm done, you, I got next. I think an orgy does mean like you fuck multiple. Like it's like a yeah. multi- yeah. person fucking not just like couples fucking near each other uh if you just google orgy uh a oh, wild, i have uh, a wild party especially one involving excessive drinking and unrestrained sexual activity unrestrained sexual activity historical secret rites used in the worship of bacchus <laughs> dionysus and other greek and roman deities celebrated with dancing drunkenness and singing Damn, maybe maybe we like fuck and then uh, we all walk in our room and into the room with a cloak and we throw our cloaks off and we're naked and then like there's a big skylight and we fuck for our whatever deity. Okay. That'd be cool. Tentatively at least. And that was S Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Well. All right. So what did you think of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as a couple? Perfect. Right. Yes, 100%. So just thinking back to the couples that, that we've done, because I, I want to do this for the award show, like the top three couples or whatever. Just thinking back to some of the recent movies we've done. Better couple than Scott Pilgrim and Ramona? No. What? Scott Pilgrim and Ramona, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And they're, you're they're saying not. that Scott Pilgrim and Ramona are a better couple than Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone? So are we asking purely on looks? I'm or what? Not setting any parameters. Are they a better couple? I mean, maybe not. You don't see much of Scott Pilgrim and Ramona actually like together. So, and that's probably part of it. I love Scott Pilgrim. They don't have chemistry. I mean, yeah, just because Michael Sarah looks the way he does, <laughs> that's literally the reason. So, yeah, I guess Jacob and Hannah would be better. What about Probably one of your favorite couples up to now, Randy and Julie from Valley Girl. So this is where it starts to get hard. I knew you were going to bring them into it. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember that movie. So I have to like, it's basically just like, I know that was a legendary one. So I have to base it off of not remembering anything about them <laughs> versus this being super fresh. And I, I think... I'll go with Randy and Julie. Like, really? Because they were like, they're in the legendary status in my head. And so this couple versus this legendary status that I've held for them, I have to go with Randy and Julie. And I just remember really loving that movie. So I know they were good. It's my gut feeling for that one. Crybaby and Allison. <laughs> and they're a good Danny couple. And, Danny and Sandy. Is it Danny and Sandy? Grease. Oh. Uh, no. How about Ren McCormick and Ariel? Oh, definitely not better than Valley Girl. How about Snoop Dogg and the Massive Joint from Mac and Devin? Better couple <laughs> or? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very partial to that one. Um, I, no, I, not better couple. I don't know. Me, me personally, and I'd have to go back through the 142 movies we've done before this. Man, they are such a believable couple. And they are such beautiful people. Yeah. I mean, they just, 
they light up the screen together when they're on it. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to go on a limb without really going back and looking at everything and just saying that they're probably my favorite screen couple. Even over Crybaby? Yeah. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, I would like to refine my answer at some point, uh, go back and watch Valley Girl. Okay. You probably remember it better than I do. Of course. I've seen it once, mm -hmm. and it, it was a while ago. And after, after a while, most of the movies we do become really foggy for me. It's really hard for me <laughs> yeah. to remember anything. Like we've said, this is a callback to a callback to a callback to a callback. Yeah, I know which one. But what the fuck is Big Fish? Uh, Ewan McGregor's I, in it. And no, um, yeah, no, he's not. Big Fish. Yeah, he wasn't. No, what? No, it's not Big Fish. All I remember is that uh, Bellatrix was in it, and uh, that people like walked in the water. And Ewan McGregor is in it. He was a main character? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, we did Big Fish. Yeah, obviously you don't remember shit about it. I couldn't tell you what... <laughs> I, I, Danny <laughs> DeVito was in it, too. <laughs> like I, I, I could tell you there was a guy who looked like a, a fish combined with a mobster telling... Albert Finney. Ridiculous fairy tale stories. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. that's where I, kind of I, where I draw the line on that. Do you think one day I'll be like, and this movie's called Memento? And you'll be like, dude, we already did that. And I'll be like, what? No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, Memento. That was a good movie. Uh, there was main character. Yeah, there was, really? There was creepy guy who you didn't know if you could trust. There was You never know if you can trust that dude. Joe Pantalones. It was Trinity, wasn't it, from Matrix? Yeah, she was in it too. Yeah, you didn't know if you could trust her, but you wanted to because she was a girl. So Joe... Pantalones and Carrie Ann Moss, or whatever her name is, they were both in The Matrix and both in Memento. Who is Carrie Ann? That's Trinity. Oh. I think that's her name. Carrie. Oh, that was uh, that was the, the rat from The Matrix? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's, yeah. That's cool. All right, let's just get into favorite parts. Okay. Um, and, and then, well... The first 75% of the movie. I love okay. this movie. Okay. The first 75% of the movie is your favorite part. Honestly, I, I really, really liked everything that was going on. Um, I mean, that's kind of a cop-out answer. It's an extremely <sighs> cop-out answer. Damn. Mm, well, I figured me saying I loved it would be enough. Um, I mean, I, obviously, I loved the whole the Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone being a couple for the first time scene. I liked uh, whenever Steve Carell was getting swagged up, but he still was wearing crappy outfits. <laughs> like uh, Ryan Gosling had smooth suits and he was looking nice. Steve Carell did not get very equal treatment in the outfit category. I don't think. I thought he looked really good, and he looked a lot better. Dude, he can't pull off the same clothes that Ryan Gosling can pull off because he's fucking Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling was wearing suits. I I saw uh, Steve Carell in like two suits in the movie, and one of them he wore to his son's eighth grade graduation. What is that about? Thing. If you want your kid to graduate from kindergarten or preschool, I'm cool with that. You know, it's cute. You put a little fucking graduation hat on them. You give them the fake piece of paper with a ribbon on it. But let's not have other graduations other than when you graduate from high school. And, of course, Danny was a Saladorian or whatever, and so he got to do uh, a speech. Is that some kind of alien tribe? Sal a salutatorian, I think it was. But Salutatorians. Do you think any like, salutatorians listen to us? 
Like I know what a valid, I maybe of a valedictorian. I know what that is. Oh, that yeah, what, what is it? You're the smartest person in the fucking school. Probably smarter than most of the teachers too. But are you with me on graduations? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like I didn't even go to my own. Yeah, you walked down the stairs with a graduation hat yeah, on, and I yep. played Pomp and Circumstances or whatever that song is. I thought it was the, uh, like, Hail to the Chief song. No. <laughs> no, you're not the fucking president. Dun, 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 dun. No. No, it was... I don't know. I think it was this. Congratulations, Jack. Graduated from high school. That was terrible. No, it was a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we really did that because Jack graduated from an alternative school. And I, uh, I could have gone to graduation. Yeah. With another district because that school was in another district. So you, you could have, but you're like, fuck that. So what we did is uh, I didn't we, even want to walk anyway. We bought him a graduation hat and uh, I, I started, didn't know y'all were bringing it. Y'all just like made me put it on. Yep. And then he walked down the stairs as I played I, that song I and shook your hand. Yep. And did I give you anything or did I just shook your hand? Uh, so I, I think probably my <laughs> diploma, but like it's, you didn't, did you get a diploma? You had to drive back up there and get it one day. Yeah, didn't you? I did. Yeah. 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 Where is it? Fuck if I know. My mom probably has it in some file somewhere. Oh, she's got a big fucking bucket of shit underneath the bed that's just full of anything and everything that probably you guys have ever books. done. Um, but there's no dick pics in there, though. <laughs> probably not. Uh, let, well, hold on. Let me let me let me clarify that. <laughs> Jack likes to draw dicks. Uh, I thought you were making like a callback to the movie. No. And the dad oh. was staring at his daughter's nudes like no. maybe I'll kept them. No. Like, probably not. How many? I would. I never printed any photos of my fucking junk. Thank goodness. All right. So what was your, oh, so your favorite part was just. just a, it was a lot of it. I just named a couple. Yeah. Mine was 100% just, just Emma Stone. That that first night when she finally got back there and just wasn't sure what to do and she was so awkward and nervous and just a fantastic fucking acting job, man. She was wonderful. All right, bucket of chicken. That one's hard. There are a lot of good acting jobs uh, in this. Um, I think I'll have to give it to uh, Julianne Moore. Really? Look at her cry. I'm surprised because I, I really, for a lot of the movie, you hated her. Yeah, because she's a cheating cunt. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so I'm giving it to the actress. It's such a harsh word. Uh, it's a lovely word. But I, uh, Ryan Gosling, I'll give it to Ryan Gosling. He was so no, awesome. Don't, you don't have to take it away from Julian no, Moore. But I, I have to change it because the the more I like... Imagine him shirtless? No, the more I... Th- Think about a, fucking him? There's a word for it. It starts with a B. Balls in your mouth? <laughs> or like marinate. The more I let this question marinate in my head, the more options I think about. But like a, oh. lots of movies, I think about, oh no, this person, like I gave it to Julianne Moore really quick. Most movies I think a little harder, I feel like. Ryan Gosling, he was basically the best part of the movie. <laughs> That's arguable. Because I'm Steve Carell... Yeah, but I hated him. ...can act... I'm trying to come up with a, a good. Uh, he he can a penis in your butt. <laughs> I deserve that. Tearing up from a deep throat. That motherfucker can act because he could he could do Michael Scott from The Office all day long. But then he can get sad. Mm-hmm. He can play 
a dirt bag, which we've seen before in the way, way back. Mm-hmm. He is very versatile. A lot and, of range. He was fantastic in this. He played all sorts of different characters in this and was great and had great lines. And I bet they let that guy fucking ad lib all the time. Oh, yeah. Just his mannerisms. Spectacular his, talent. His, he's fucking fantastic. Ryan Gosling was fucking fantastic. Emma Stone. Holy shit. And Julianne Moore was phenomenal as well, man. Any Danny. I'll get to Danny here in a minute, but Emma Stone gets my bucket of chicken. Damn. She well, she's a ginger, that's why. I mean, two two <laughs> leading ladies in this were gingers. Yeah. And and let's just call them what they are. They're redheads. Okay? Ginger's derogatory. You know what? I read is an article. It? No, it is not. So I read an article today. It's funny we we're talking about this right now. Ed Sheeran said South Park ruined his life. Good. I fucking hate Ed Sheeran. He, he said when he was in England, everybody made fun of gingers. It was like a big thing. Everybody made fun of his hair, but they didn't in the United States. Nobody makes fun of redheads in the United States until that South Park episode came out where they wanted to, like, Cartman wanted to kill all gingers or something. The hall monitors. I, I can't remember what it was about. I, rem- I remember seeing it. And then Ed Sheeran said it ruined my life because then everybody in America made fun of people. Let me tell you something, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran? Sheeran, whatever. My wife is a redhead. And she got called names all through school. In like the fucking 80s. Yeah. So carrot top, just red in the head, fire in the hole, just all the same bullshit that they they call redheads. So fuck you, Ed Sheeran. If you think that people in the United States don't get made fun of because they have red hair, because they do. I mean, but also it ruined your life. Right. All the fucking 45 plus white women that listen to your music racking up your billions of listens. You have millions of dollars. Yeah, how's your bank account, Ed Sheeran? Like family deaths. Did people quit coming to your concerts? Did people quit downloading your songs? I fucking wish. Yeah, fuck you, Ed Sheeran. Don't listen to it. <laughs> I wish I could never had to listen to his music. Hey, let, let's call... I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm, I'm going to call your mom. Let me call your mom real quick and just see what she has to say about that. Ed Sheeran looks like a goblin. <laughs> he looks like a Weasley. No, that's too much of a compliment. There are no bad Weasleys. Hello. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Vince from the Movie Muggin Podcast, and I'm here with your son, Jack, and you are live on the air right now. All right. So I read an article today uh, about Ed Sheeran, and Ed Sheeran said that South Park ruined his life. So he... How's, well... Okay. So he said growing up in England, everybody made fun of redheads, and it was just awful. But he said <laughs> when he came to the United States, nobody made fun of redheads. Until that South Park episode came out where Cartman... Bullshit. <laughs> is this one of those, let me stop you right there? Yes. Okay. So what would you like <laughs> to say... bullshit on that, Ed Sheeran. What, what would you like to say to Ed Sheeran? Is I'm sure he's probably listening. I just called bullshit on it. No. I grew up in the United States, entire life, red hair, my entire life, made fun of... Uh, Your entire until, life. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until you're with me, I and mean, then everybody was afraid to say shit. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's not true. Even the kids. I don't remember. Maybe it was a South Park episode that they made the kids realize I have no soul. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> and is, is Ginger, is that derogatory? No. I kind of feel like it is, yeah. Okay. What? Ginger is just, redhead is the slang term for Ginger, I thought. 
No. No. Like, I thought ginger, blonde, brunette, I thought those were all the technical terms for your hair color. <laughs> no. Redhead sounds like the mean one. No. But just, no. like, play it in your head, like, redhead. That's, like, slang sounding, like, carrot top. I got called carrot top a lot. And those are green. Right? Thank you. Fucking I thought these asses. people are fucking dumbasses mm-hmm. because the tops yeah. of carrots are green. Unless My hair is clearly not green. Okay. Because it makes sense. So, yeah, no. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran is incorrect. Can I get a fuck you, Ed Sheeran? Fuck you, Ed Sheeran. Nice. <laughs> There's the opening. No. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fuck it. I already said fuck you, Ed Sheeran. Your music sucks. So. No, I like his music. I like some of his music. And you're, okay. you're proving my point before that. I was like, all the 45 plus white women who <laughs> listen to your music. <sighs> well, okay. I fit that description. <laughs> all right. Anything else that you'd like to say to Ed Sheeran? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm in love with the shape you're in. So bye. Shape you're in? Isn't that his song? Shape of you. I just sang it. <laughs> It's in the shape of you. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm in love with the shape of you. All right. I just sang it. And you said, I'm in love with the shape you're in. Well, it just goes to show that I don't, I'm not familiar with with Ed Sheeran's songs. The song would be even it's I'm in love with the shape you're in. Yeah, it just I mean, sounds worse. But you know what? That's that's how people think sometimes. Like, damn, man, you're looking good. I'm in love with the shape you're in. <laughs> yeah, but... It's... You're in good shape, huh? and I love it. It makes more sense than I'm in love with the shape of you. What, is that? what the fuck does that even mean? It's supposed to be like a mushy, gushy sounding thing. Like, you know, the artsy fartsy, like, till death do us part poems. I'm in love with the shape of you. Exactly. It doesn't have an exact meaning. It's not talking about the, ooh, it's talking, <laughs> that, that didn't make any sense to anyone else. He but was like, doing it, the hourglass. With yeah, his yeah. It, so is that just something that 45-year-old women plus get? No, I understand it. It's just it doesn't hit me like it hits them. It, it comes across to me as I want to write something that will get me free fans he has no like sense of like his own music. He's just 106.1 embodied. I think he can sing and he can yeah, he play can guitar sing, really well too. But all you got yeah, but then he makes the most basic music out of it that is on one radio station and gets millions of listens just because it's basic enough, you know. That that's how I see it, but the the shape of you thing is like oh my god. He, he loves my whole self. He's he's in love with the soul. Yeah. Then why don't you just say I'm in love with your soul? I'm in love with the shape you're in. Or I'm, <laughs> see, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't even come off the I'm tongue well. I'm in love with the shape of you. <sighs> so but then afterwards, he's like, I'm in love with your body. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, well, wait, ooh, he ah, should ooh. just say that to begin with then. Everybody knows what, what he's fucking... Does Ed, is Ed Sheeran's a virgin, right? Surely. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Before we get into score time, any, any more grievances that you'd like to air? Um, I mean, I really hated the whole like end part whenever, um, Steve had a huge surprise for his ex-wife and everything got crashed and the dad really didn't want to listen to any other answer besides Steve Carell being a pedophile when he himself took a nice, 
fucking 20-second browse of his 17-year-old daughter's nude photos. Man, looked at those way it's too long. fucking creep. Oh, I also hated that uh, Danny from Zathura, 13-year-old, got a nude photo from a 17-year-old and a kiss on the cheek. That's a little weird. Very well, weird. He's and, 13. And he, she caught him masturbating, and he told her, I was masturbating to a picture of you. He and, said that? Yeah. And so she gave him new material. She's basically saying, here, and, here's something for you to masturbate to until you're a little bit older, and then maybe, you know? Yeah. That is just so wrong. 13-year-olds, yeah, eighth grade, yeah. Uh, and 17-year-olds are juniors? Well, that, that is wrong as hell. She got into Stanford, remember? They were talking about that earlier. Steve Carell's like, Stanford, huh? So she's about she's to graduate and go to Stanford, and she's giving a fucking nudie photo to a 13-year-old boy. Like, that was... <laughs> That's uh, And she was pretty good looking, mm -hmm. and he's Danny, but chubbier than yeah. the first movie. She was a good actor, Nasty too. haircut. Yeah, she was. Okay, those are all your grievances? Because there was times yeah. in there where you're just the range of emotions you went through in this, and mm -hmm. I've never seen you more uncomfortable, but I have a movie that I guarantee you're going to cringe and squirm in your chair a lot more than you did in this yeah, one. That's fun. I always yeah. love doing that. I'm going to play it at some point. So, all right, man, let's get to it. Score time. That's hard. I really did like this movie a lot at the start. I feel like I'm just going to have to say a number without thinking because the ending really did piss me off a lot. Um, I'll give this movie in 83. 83, okay. Yeah, I just, I can't stop dwelling on the shittier parts that the ending of movies being annoying for me is basically like the entire movie being annoying I for know, me. I know, So, hey, I just gotta spit out a, a number that sounds pretty good. Okay. I love this movie. I love the performances. I love the story. I loved how you didn't see stuff coming. God, it, it, it was a great movie. I'm going to give it a, a 95. Damn. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoyed this movie. I can see this one being one of the one the scores I raise up at some point, like if we do that again mm -hmm. uh, for our 200th or we will. whatever. But for now, 83. I think you'll look back on it fondly. Oh, definitely. And I think you will watch it again one day and you will enjoy it very much. Mm-hmm. So. All right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, let me... Uh, oh, yes, I do. Happy birthday, Eric. Yeah, Eric. Hey, Eric. Happy birthday. This is from the boys over at Movie Muggin Podcast. This is for you. Enjoy. Happy, happy birthday, Eric. We, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being a super fan and uh, putting the Movie Muggin sticker on your on your car. That is, uh, that's above and beyond, and we, yeah. we appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 143 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. All right, well, happy new year, everybody, and uh, happy birthday, Eric. Yep, and, happy uh, birthday. You guys have a Movie Muggin day. Bye. She's bathing her tits in the waterfall. <laughs>